three seasons ago on the Gotham Chronicle podcast. On the street, they're, you know, giving her compliments and, and helping her out with clothing. So perhaps this is the most uplifted she's ever been. She's getting something out of them emotionally, I think. But I think that this whole situation is very weird and they really do need to go. And Barbara needs to – something needs to happen. Like I wish they would kill off the character. <laughs> and then there's a reboot and we have, you know, Barbara Keene 2.0. How would that even <laughs> – the whole show like we're Well, you were boots. talking about – maybe, maybe – yeah, that's a good way. So she dies. Uh, <laughs> Jim goes – he just goes – he's fraught. What is happening right now? And he decides to himself – I'm telling you it's going to happen. And he decides, you know, I've heard of this place, this mystical place, and, and I think it's really going to be calm and serene for me. I'm going to go to Nanda Parbat. <laughs> now, also Nanda Parbat is this uh, younger-looking, 20-ish-looking, even though he's really 100 or more, uh, Rachel Ghoul going by Ralph. <laughs> And so he is I they actually end up becoming friends and no. his parting gift, Ralph Gooley Jim is this canister of something and he says, you know, I can help you with, with what you're you're struggling with and I can bring Barbara back. So then Jim comes back to Gotham from Nanda Parbat and and, and and for the rest of this uh season he, he's got this um this this vial on the top of of Barbara's mantelpiece because he actually moves back into her. Of course he does. And it's of course, and then uh, above the mantelpiece, of course, is a, a nice little like thirty six by forty two picture of Barbara in her best moment pre drugs and Renee and all those sorts of things. And so the rest of the season he stares at this. That's how those episodes end. But the next season, at some point, he decides to resurrect her. And she actually comes back a little crazy, but she gets she uh, she gets better and she becomes a better Barbara Gordon. And I just wrote uh, basically an Emmy winning uh, story arc. Emmy winning. <laughs> Emmy winning. What's Lee doing during during all of this? Well, he pushed her away, unfortunately, because of his his depression. And she said, "You know, I don't want to date somebody pining after a ghost." Bruce Wayne calling? No, we released a citywide bolo. About that name I gave you. Zip. I tried Richard Gould, Ralph Gould. Detective Gordon. Raish Al Ghul. Minister of Antiquities attached to the consulate of Nanda Parbat. My name is Jim Gordon, and I am proud to be a member of the force. GCPD. There's Bullock and Lucius and my evil ex Lee. I murdered her husband, so she's pissed at me. And now I found a place where crime never stops. I will shoot them all. I am the hopeless cop. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the BatmanUniverse.net for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is. This is Donovan. This is Jan. And we're going to be taking a look at the demon's head. Ben McKenzie's turn to, you know, write all of his favorite characters, you know, (laughs) to take out all of his Gotham action figures and, you know, play with them toys. So the first thing he does is, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne, who knows that, like, you know, the second that he brought this knife home, Selena Kyle tried to break into his house, knowing how dangerous it is takes it to like an unguarded museum with like you know a defenseless old man and his like you know little grandson say 
I'm just going to leave this here with you guys. I'm sure that your lives won't be irrevocably ruined for a while. <laughs> Little does he suspect that Barbara Keane and Ra's al Ghul, I'm going to get it right one day. Um, I'm correcting myself without being corrected, though, so that's a start. Uh, in, my mind, in my mind, I thought something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Ra's al Ghul and Barbara Keane have a dog man who can... Yeah. yeah. So he goes after them, and... Uh, stuff happened and the knife changes hands a few times and Rachel Ghoul puts on like a Clark Kent-esque like disguise <laughs> which was awesome and then to which Alfred you know like is like that's not the ambassador like takes off the glasses that's Rachel Ghoul punch uh but uh, lots of shenanigans happen and Bruce Wayne you know like at the end he, he must choose between giving this inanimate object to Rachel Ghoul or you know or letting this like you know human boy die so Gordon's like all right nobody likes bloodshed you know especially me I mean I've never killed a man certainly not Mario <laughs> or anything so Bruce give him the knife yeah I think I like my knife realize if you don't give him this knife that guy's gonna die eh. <laughs> so Rach slits the throat gets arrested um but Bruce still has the knife, so yay. Um, uh, I should mention that as much as Gorn doesn't like bloodshed, he did like kill two people in that scene, so there, there's that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he killed the dog that, guy very, very comically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Does that count as a, a guy, though? <laughs> it's animal <I>, abuse. <laughs> we will get into that, because what what like <laughs> ben mckinsey's he's like writing this he's like and then there's a guy who's half man half dog can we hire one of those oh my god <laughs> like oh, ben. Oh. <laughs> uh ben with the, the you're asking us to hire a half man half dog hybrid yeah 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 those exist right how about we just get a guy to like pretend to be a dog uh i guess uh, my artistic <laughs> vision ruined <laughs> 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 Sophia Falcone plays Penguin like a fiddle, and we, we do see the return of some Italian mobsters. It, it felt just like season one for for five minutes, and then they all died. And she like winks at Gordon, like, "Don't worry, I have Penguin right where I want him, and I have you right where I want you." Because homeless cop action is his reward. Um, <laughs> oh god! But it wouldn't be a Ben McKenzie written episode without not one. We thought we were going to get one. <laughs> because it was in the promos, but no, 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 not one, but two, two different rap musical sequences, <laughs> which Ben McKenzie claimed on Twitter he wrote themselves, because um, the Riddler, who has lost his Riddling powers, you know, uses rappers to communicate his message, to which Penguin says, your riddles suck, I don't even want to kill you anymore, be gone, <laughs> be gone, you. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so that that's the gist of, I guess, the three plot lines. Is there another plot line that I'm forgetting in my haste here? Uh, Penguin Riddler. Sophia. Falcone, uh, Bruce. No one else was in this one. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> when Tabitha said she was going to show up for work on, like, Monday, like, it's been, like, that was two weeks ago and we've yet to see her. But that's good, though. Because it it gave us a chance to like um, really focus on different storylines. I mean, Tabitha really doesn't have anything to do right now. I guess they were just trying to set it up pretty early to show like this is what's been going on. 
Yeah, and there's still characters that we haven't seen yet, like Lee and uh, Solomon Grundy, so they'll get to them. My butch kill scene. <laughs> All right, so to figure out what plotline we're going to discuss first, we're going to spin the wheel, and it has um, a Gordon and Bruce head, a Penguin and uh, Sophia head, and a Riddler head. Let's see where it lands. Don, where did it land? Uh, you said Penguin, Riddler, Sophia? Hmm... I guess Sophia. That's that's that probably like the least talkative point. Would you agree? Liar! You can't even see the wheel. <laughs> Fine. <bro. laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So- Sophia is like the least talkative thing. It's uh, I don't have much to say about her that I didn't say last week, which was that you know, I'm very very horrified, and I think it's very inappropriate for her and Gordon to be together, but. That's where we're going with this, and uh, I, I did like her playing the penguin, and I liked her little like speech to him, like this is what Falcone would have done, and this is you know how he would have done it, and why it would have worked. And penguin, like you can see that that gets them. Then he just directs it off, like, ah, well, I'm not Falcone, you know, toodles. And uh, and and as I said in the recap, when I saw like those big Italian guys, it, it felt like season one all over again. But otherwise, I, I don't have much to say about that plot. Um. I we talked about this a little bit, but like uh, off like off the mic, but uh, I, you know, it, it, Crystal Reed's a really 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 good actress. Um, mm-hmm. She really sold a lot of those scenes. I, I actually like like all the penguin scenes, but but I'll I'll get into that in a bit. But um, you know, it's it was an interesting twist where she was like kind of like making the penguin unaware of her intentions. So that was good for the this version of the character. Um. But I'm I'm still mourning like you know the loss of what could have been, um, and, and just to kind of you know reiterate, this is not Sophia Giganti from the comics is not like you know my favorite character or anything. She's not somebody I'm going to follow my sword for. You know, she's not like Cassandra Kane or anything like that. But I mean, I, I I maintain that like taking a character in how she was from the comics, a very imposing, intimidating, um, non-traditional female character who had a real presence and kind of just. Turn into like you know I'm playing the long game and while I'm doing that I'm making that with James Jim Gordon like it just it to me it's it's honestly just not good enough and um, Crystal Reed is doing her best but in terms of the writing I I'm still not happy with like the choice of this that the show uh, did. and and you know here's a new character we're gonna have to do this kind of stuff that it's like they just write the cliches to be there um, almost no matter what so it's like I appreciate the actor more than the character at this point. I can see where you're coming from, and yeah, I do agree that it would have been really interesting to have like a different type of character, but I feel like they wouldn't have been able to like write her properly. Um, I feel like they would have written her more like some sort of... Um, if they wrote her a character like that, they would have wrote her really awkwardly, because I don't feel like they would know what to do with it. Um, they're, mm. They just, for some reason, need to pump this uh, show full of femme fatales. And uh, she's actually one of the... Uh, uh, femme fatale. Um, what's it called? It's not a cutout. It's not a stereotype. Not not a stereotype. Pin up trope, cliche, archetype. <laughs> She's Hot one of dog. the people. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a specific word, but it means all those things. Um, you know what I mean. You know when you have that word and you can't find it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's one of those that I really, the type that I really enjoy to watch and read the only thing that bothers me is like it's it's the eternal cleavage 
Oh, She's God. always wearing the same cut shirt. I'm just like, do you not have any other clothes? Maybe you should get a design, a new designer. I mean, I, I love looking at her, but she needs some. I don't know. Not as much as Gordon does. Oh, giggity giggity goo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the one thing. Like, I love what she did with Penguin. I uh, loved how she was like she could do that thing with her face. She didn't even look like you could. You knew she was like faking all of it, but she just didn't look like she was faking it. I was just in there like, girl. <laughs> it's funny girl. you say that because Dawn did not think she was faking. <laughs> Should have. Yeah, she had me fooled. But um, go ahead. The whole I didn't come here to do this and that and the other. Like I just came here to blah 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 uh, with Penguin. Like she, I have all these charities I need to run. Like she was like. Sell- I was like, I love you. Um, but like the, the only thing that bothered me, well, she's like, yeah, well, I have control now, and Jim is like, you can't have control. I need control. I'm gonna throw your wine glass. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then he grabs her head and kisses her and throws her on the couch, and I was just like, what just happened? Yeah, I mean, she's hot, but like, I just don't really feel the genuine attraction between the two of them. I mean, they can write it in the show, but like, it just—it it feels very forced. Like, they don't write it well enough where I'm buying it. It's poor Mario spinning in his grave. Oh man! Like, but it's just—it was—it was a really weird scene because it was like watching. Um, to me, it felt like I was watching Jim with Valerie Vale again. There mm. was like, it's going. Like, there's a difference between, like, if they could just do, like, heavy animal magnetism, that was one thing. Um, but, but with Valerie Vale, it was like, she's like, yeah, I'll sleep with you. And he was like, but we're going to be in love. This is just like, I don't trust you, but I'm going to bone you anyway. And I'm sitting here like, I don't, what? What's happening? Uh, but it, it felt more, honestly, to me. And I I don't know if this is what Ben was going for. When he took that glass and he smashed it and then like got on top of her, it was kind of like, well, you might have control later, but I've got control here. Trying to like um, regain... <laughs> You'll never finish your drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like trying to control her in bed. Mm, like but, alpha yeah. male kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, he, that's a good it point. It felt like he 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 was clearly, uh, if you look at his face, he was clearly like, I don't have control of my city, and she's going to hand it to me. This woman is going to hand me something. <laughs> Almost cop never 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 is not on top. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so like to me, that's how the scene read, but. I don't know. It was just him trying to gain control of some part of the situation, and apparently boning her is that control that he has. That's something that he can decide to do. Because she said, yeah, you decided to bring us back to take over the city, and this is what you're getting, but I'm going to have control of the city, and then I'll give you part of it, is basically what she said. Does this show know what sex is like? Um, like, like... (laughs) Uh, you, you, bring, you bring up like uh, you bring up Mackenzie's writing, and I was thinking to myself that like I don't know how much of the sh- how much of the season is like a long like a an outline you know like like what parts happen in which episodes and how much was like Ben Mackenzie writing the script like were there certain parts of this episode that like the season needed to have happen or was this was was every scene Ben McK- and I have no idea I I don't know which was his and which was like the producers but uh, if that was his idea I, I don't know. 
<laughs> his original that. draft of the scene. She's like, oh, Gordon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked a lot of the writing in this episode, though. I was very surprised. Other than, like, you know, Balloon Man showing up again in the form of a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> with Balloon Man? <laughs> Oh no, my old nemesis, Balloon Man. (laughs) Uh, I love Gordon's way of defeating him. (laughs) Yeah, that was... I watched that happen. And I was like getting ready for work. And I was just staring at my screen. With with my eyeliner in my hand like... Just watch. (laughs) What kind of eyeliner is this? (laughs) Clean up on aisle seven. (laughs) He all but said that, yeah. Um, oh my god! I, I agree with you though that like um, and I will, we'll get into like with other, some of the other characters, but like there were some scenes I was really engaged with the uh, uh, the character in your play from the script. Yeah. yeah, he was he was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I to, would to, love to see another episode written by him actually. And I think he's directing again later too, because um, uh, yeah. he's directed before, but now he's writing. Uh, but he, yeah, there was lines that made me laugh, uh, which which will get into too. Uh, what was your question, Jan? Uh, did he did he write and direct this one? It was no, because no, he he, uh, he he Instagrammed the the script and he said like, like written by Ben McKenzie, directed by so and so. But like last year, oh, okay. he, last year he directed one of the Court of Owls. Uh, I think I think he directed the episode which ended with him becoming a member of the Court of Owls, which was silly as shit. But um, oh, okay, I thought you were gonna say the one that killed Mario. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone, now everyone hoot. <laughs> Cut. I have I have to say this now because I'm going to keep thinking about it until later. But I was watching that first episode, and I was watching like Bullock shoot Mario Pepper, and I was like, "Oh wait, he didn't kill more than one Mario. He just killed the one." And then a few scenes later, it's like, "I killed him," and he goes, "We killed him." And I was like, "Ah, he wanted credit anyway." <laughs> <laughs> just call him Commissioner or Lieutenant Bowser. <laughs> Kill all Mario's. Mario Pepper, who's been like very, very much forgotten about. Well, because I even remember in, in, in season two, uh, I mean, you know, Galvan's like, oh, they never found the man that killed your parents, did they? And I'm like, doesn't the public think that it's Mario Pepper? But okay. Um, but to, to, a funny thing about the Sophia thing is like, yeah, Don and I spoke after he saw the episode and he's like, and Sophia being tricked by Penguin that way. And I like had to like say to him, no, 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 no. She was playing him. Like, did you fall for her act? Just like Robin Lord Taylor did, you know, which apparently did. I was like, yeah. No, no, Josh. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, you are falling for her act. If that doesn't come across, that that's supposed to be my Nigma voice because, like, Nigma. I know. I was like, "Oh my God, it's Nigma Mobblepot." (laughs) And now we kiss. (laughs) 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 Which uh, I guess let's get into them before we get into you know the main the main event because that was um, I enjoyed that there was so many moments that made me laugh and that like uh, (laughs) Penguin saying, "I'll just get Victor to freeze him again," and then I was just like, "Wait, what?" No, no, no! The other Victor. Yes, then, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I love that. And then at uh, the end, where Mister Freeze comes on and he's like, "Same pose or different pose?" No. All right, same pose it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, that, that was, was that was funny. From I think that, that was Ben McKenzie having fun with it. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's legit, though. That's, like, a really good question. Um, never mind, continue. I forgot what I was going to I mean, yeah, just just anything about that that Penguin Riddler plot. It's we have to have a reason why they're not trying to kill each other because you know otherwise it's too big of a repeat of last season. So I like this way of like closing the door on their war for now. And I, I totally bought Penguin letting him go based on what was happening because he has to suffer more. Yeah, well, it's first of all, he you know they, they grow up to become the characters from the comics, so like they can't kill each other. So we have to like prolong this and if he would have gotten froze again that that actually would have been hilarious if like he gets refrozen an episode later but i knew from like did... two comes over <laughs> and it's that clone of the, the, the last one <laughs> <laughs> i'm chelsea speck <laughs> I'm, I'm here to free you oh my god is this some kind of joke he <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the kid from malcolm in the middle <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, <laughs> you know who was on Malcolm in the Middle though from Gotham? Who? Oh, I don't know. Uh, of all the members of the main cast, guess which one of them was a regular, like supporting character on Malcolm in the Middle in the early seasons? Donald. Yeah, I was about to say Donald too. Wait, 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 he had his own television show, didn't he? Nope. Drew Powell, Butch Gilzine. He was one of Francis's uh, classmates in the military academy. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I miss him so much. How many episodes it, are we in? Where is he? Next week. My- yeah, the promo. <laughs> yeah, need- next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> he, he was a nice guy when I interviewed him at New York Comic Con. But yeah, um, I love the big Marvel pot stuff um, more than the more than last week. So, and I, <laughs> I love Penguin just being like, your riddle suck, Oswald. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Oh, this again. Like, <laughs> tell, tell, Oh my gosh, the rappers were so funny, though. And like Zaz was like, yeah. He was like kind of into the beat, and he's like, let's torture them. <laughs> I was like, like, we torture them now? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Stab <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, who did she say he was going to stab? Wasn't that? Uh, or, or did, did, oh, 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 I know. Um, I, I think, like, like, Penguin pointed to Zaz when they were talking to Sophia, and and uh, yeah, Zaz was like, "I'll stab you." <laughs> yes, I was so happy. He said something involving knives. Like, look, look how happy I am. <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, he's gonna stab somebody instead of shoot them." Yes. <laughs> I feel like, that, like uh, Zaz or uh, the the actor's name is Anthony something, but I feel that like he's it's almost as though he's a regular character at this point. He's been consistently appearing. Well, because without Butch, like you kind of need someone to like be side by side with. You need comedy to relief. Do the <laughs> he needs yeah. the henchman. Yeah, he needs that henchman. Yeah, and and they can't make him a regular character because otherwise he'll never appear again. Just well, like tell Jan what I told you, I told you about Mister Freeze in this. Okay, yeah, just <laughs> it's very very weird that we're at a point in the show in season four where like. Mr. Freeze can literally come on for a walk-on role for, like, you know, 45 seconds. Like, just walk on the stage and walk off. And it's not a big deal. And, like, and yeah. and, and, and its audience <laughs> members were, like, not surprised. Like, ooh, Mr. Freeze is here. It's just like, oh, yeah, Gotham's to the point now where, like, not only is Mr. Freeze on, but, like, he's so established on the show that, like, he could just, like, come on as a henchman for, like, ha- for like you know, half of a scene and then leave. 
It took me a second to remember, like, that he was the one who put him in the thing in the first place. And then I also remembered uh, back in number in season two, like, uh, Penguin helped all the freaks out at the end after he tried to murder all of them. Well, it's also the fact that, like, in this show about, you know, the beginning of Batman and the beginning of Gotham, Mr. Freeze was established in only season two. <laughs> and not, like, season four or five or six. Like, you feel that you would think yeah. that Mr. Freeze would be, like, a heavier hitter than that. But, oh, I guess not. I feel like there's still some stuff they could do with them. I mean, he's got some, um, I mean, his wife is like melted, but they could still do stuff, uh, with him. That's pretty heavy if they wanted to. I mean, he's completely campy now, but uh. yeah, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, whenever he comes on, he's just kind of like there as like, you know, an enforcer, like a background, like Boba Fett esque like character just to like, come on and like, because wasn't there an episode last season where, like, he was just there for one scene to, like, freeze a car or something like that? Oh, that was and then, with, like, um, um... And then we never saw him again in that episode. He was just there to, like, freeze a car and do nothing else. That was with that, that, that girl from, like, Indian Hill that, like, Bruce was chasing and, like, he froze her. And that was season two. Was that season two? If it was a girl from Indian Hill, I think it would have been season... No, 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 you're right. Because, yeah, because we go into Indian Hill at the end of season two. Yeah, because season three is um, Court of Owls and right. Mad Hatter. Gosh, I, Mad Hatter. I, gosh, I, I the Tetch virus. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he, he's. <laughs> I love season three, but up. but 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 I hated the Alice Tech, you know, like Mad Hatter saga. I liked Alice Tetch. I did. I just hated the Mad Hatter. He was so obnoxious. And then when <laughs> when. Uh, Jim slashed his throat. I was just like, "Yes! Oh, who's gonna survive? No!" I <laughs> know. Uh, Are you guys done with uh, Nick Magmapapot? Nick Magmapus? Yeah, I, I, know, I know you're. Yeah, I know you're chomping at the bit for like the like the central stuff. Um, anything else to say, Jan? Um, just that I really liked that the rapper showed up twice. Like the second time was an excellent <laughs> treat because I, I was like, okay, cool. So I was actually surprised they showed up in that little promo. I thought that was like just a little thing they threw on there for like a joke. Mm. And then they showed up. I was like, wait. And then they showed up again. I was like, this is the best episode I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> ben McKenzie needs to write every week. <laughs> just have like those homeless people show up. <laughs> Gordon's a poet. Yeah, uh, he doesn't of, know it. Of course, in, in in an episode that Ben McKenzie's writing, the homeless people are the talented musicians. Right? <laughs> well, Gordon wasn't like playing the cello or anything. Like that. <laughs> it's, like, so funny no, they were, like, he was um, just having sex with like the mafia princess and like and threatening to arrest Alfred as Officer Harper was making goo goo eyes at him, and he like murdered two people. Of course, no, nothing, nothing like playing the cello. Uh, so. This, this, the main plot line, which there's so much to talk about with this. Um, yes. Alexander Sadiq. Yeah. Am I saying? I can't say his character or his actor's name, right? Just say Al Or Ralph Ghoul. Yes! Okay. You know what? We've talked about this off mic. I can't believe I didn't open this. I need to find the episode where Stella said, How have we gone this far into the pockets without mentioning this? <laughs> Officer Harper is listing different aliases for like Rachel Ghoul, and she says, "I she looked up this, this, this. I looked up Ralph Ghoul, and I I rewound that like twice to make sure." Now <laughs> she didn't say Ralph Ghoulie like Stella did, but Ralph Ghoul, and it's close enough to Ralph Ghoulie that I was like, 
and then like <laughs> 30 seconds later like Nina Parvat was mentioned which Stella and her like fake Ralph Gooley backstory mentioned and I was oh, like ah. <laughs> oh my so gosh <laughs> but uh, uh that that was like something else and people have been like aha so Ben McKenzie listens to your podcast I don't think that that's the case I, I really hope that, he like, doesn't <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if he did, he, he would have punched me in the face every single time I met him. Like, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Homeless got my ass. <laughs> no, he agreed with him. Remember, they were trying to fight for that home together. Yeah, yeah. We campaigned. We teamed up to build a home for Gordon. Like, as if did, we were did he put his arm around you? Like, I'm so glad you care about this. <laughs> Not not around me, but he put it on like my shoulder, like like we had like a moment, like it was. A... <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but I, I I think that Ralph Ghoul is like an easy name to like come up with if you're thinking of like what would be like an Americanized like you know way of saying Rachel Ghoul. So it's so insane uh, that, that that like it's just like what we said before. I can't believe. Yeah, it. yeah. That, that was. That I was... need to. Go ahead. No, no. I was just agreeing. But regardless, like, uh, Sadiq, he was awesome in this. When he showed up as, like, his, like, Clark Kent version of, like, Rachel Ghoul, like, <laughs> I love I that, swooned. like, Rachel <laughs> Ghoul has, like, a secret identity in, like, this version. He's like, oh, yes, I'm the ambassador of, like, <laughs> and, and at one point I'm thinking, is this just going to be his, like, thing this whole season where he's going to, like, put on people clothes and, like, pretend to, <laughs> and, like, pretend to be a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what? <laughs> he's he's not a mammoth. <laughs> he's gonna put on like people clothes and like pretend to be a businessman. But then like Alfred just like and, and Jim knows that it's him. And like Raish has a good idea that Jim that like it's like Commodore Schmidt laugh from the sixties. Yeah, each, each of them know that they're bullshitting each other, but they're going along with it. Then Alfred just shows up and like says, "Oh." and like punches him in the face and it's like okay that's the end of like Clark Kent Al Ghul like you know (laughs) I was really sad about that because he looked really good I I did love uh, Sean Pertwee in this episode he was I mean he's been angry before but he was he's like where the bloody hell's Gordon like like, where the hell's Bruce Wayne and like he's like he decks British Dog in the face that was quite awesome yeah uh, (laughs) he was awesome um <laughs> and this like yeah and of course like another way that you can tell ben mckenzie wrote it is like that scene with him and alfred like arguing where like gordon is obviously coming out on top like officer harper <laughs> arrest alfred for what anything you want gordon you'll away. think of something i'm sitting here like obstruction of justice well yeah on one, on one hand fun. it's in character on the other hand it's like corrupt as shit <laughs> how many times has alfred broken into gcbd and like punched someone he wasn't supposed to Remember that one time he pulled a gun off of Cordovell? It's like, it's his move. I was like, what? Didn't he stab a woman's hand? In the, in the- yes. yes. It's his move. Yes. He took Hugo Strange to a roof and like threatened to throw him off. And Goran's like, it's okay. He's got this. Homeless, homeless <laughs> butler. <laughs> yeah. Like- Technically, he was homeless at one point, remember? Was he? What? Alfred? Uh, he got fired. Accessing Bertoni memory. Oh, 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 in season two. Yeah, yeah, when he broke the yeah. computer. Yeah. Wait, what? It was, it was like. It was was like was the... trying... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no you, you explain it. 
He was trying to um, protect Bruce by destroying the computer about Indian Hill so he wouldn't get um, harmed. So he fired him and told him to leave. So he was a homeless, homeless butler. <laughs> Say it twice. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe I've forgotten about that. I, I actually love that episode. That's the same episode where Essen dies. But like, uh, and, and like, like, I, I, I do remember Bruce angry. being like, no. No! I do remember Bruce's reaction. I didn't remember Alfred being fired. He must have been, like, hired back, like, an episode later. Yeah, he was He was back by the end of the episode or the beginning of the next episode or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I think that might have been, like, when he, like, went out for drinks with Lucius Fox, and he's like, now, can I trust you? Yes, you can. Strange, is that you in a mask? <laughs> he's like, can I trust you? Yes, you can. Two seasons later, oh, Bruce isn't doing anything, Mr. Fox. We, we promise he's not. Yeah, we were rock climbing. There's no rocks. This is a city. Oh, well. Uh, oh my word! Technically. <laughs> um. Another thing about uh, race in this too is um. And this th- this might bleed over into some of the Bruce discussion, but like, I was so focused on my reaction to like what Bruce did to participate in the death of this child that it took me like a day or two to realize. Wait a second. Race like slit a kid's throat. Like, is that something? That like racial goal was well because, because again my focus was solely on you know like Bruce I was like how could Bruce let this happen Bruce is responsible Bruce I was like well wait a second like I'm so on that that I'm not even thinking about the ramifications that like this guy is now a child killer yeah we got to talk about this <laughs> I, I like Jen laughing on that I'm sorry I, it's just like oh my god poor Bruce wait he killed a kid. <laughs> Two days later. Oh, no. Like, poor Bruce. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't poor Bruce. I'm pissed at Bruce. We'll get into that. But, like, oh, was I ever pissed? But it's like, <laughs> race kid. I, I, I let him play with Ben at Comic-Con. Uh, not Ben McKenzie. Ben, uh. Did, did you, you let him you, play like, with young folks? Ben McKenzie at Comic-Con. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. No. no the young kid, Ben, that traveled with us for Comic-Con. I let him play with Ray Shalgul. Little did I realize that his throat could have been slit at any moment. Remember, he was all like, you look under your, your bed in my hand. It's there. Ah, I was like, oh, okay. My favorite part about playing Rayshon Gould is the fact that he is really difficult to get to know. So you could meet me on the street, and I would be your best friend. But later that night, I could get everybody else together and turn them against you. And then I become a demon. And I haunt your dreams. And you will never wake up. And then you look under the bed. And that hand... is me. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I'm going down. Thank you, guys. Thanks for it. Now you get your throat slit. How did he pass security going to Comic-Con? Because security was tight as hell that year, too. Well, he kills his kids outside of the Comic-Con, not inside the Comic-Con. <laughs> he kills them in museums with, like, props. In Gotham. Yeah, well, they had a museum. They were at a Coliseum in the end, right? Some reason? No, they were at a museum. Okay. I, I don't. Do you remember how Gordon knew no, where they were? it was the library. Well, yeah, before we get into that, I, I do want to like, like stick on the point of race, because I think it's a talking point. Yeah. Um, now... And I, and I was kind of wondering a lot, because like, like, we're four episodes into the season, is that right? Four? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he's in prison. Yeah, yeah, he's in Blackgate. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, like, 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 so far, you know, it's been an interesting portrayal of the character that, that we, I, I, I know Jan and I deeply love. Um, I think Jan more than I do because she, she, she's the one to remember his ethnicity more. For the past <laughs> How cool! Yeah. yeah, I fought you. She did. I fought you. <laughs> um, but uh, like, like, he's one of my favorite, like, like super villains. Um, I am not innately like you know like oh Rachel would never do that like I I, I think he would do anything he wanted to I will say this ser- this season has been incredibly vague with like what he wants because Rachel Gould is he's he's not really a, well I mean like you know he's not a cackling like you know super villain who's like I want the knife he's like, he is he's meant to be somebody who gen- he's like one of those villains who doesn't think he's a super villain like he he wants to like save the world by basically wiping it out like you know make it sort of an environmental paradise and like restart the yeah. population. And they've they've not mentioned yeah. they've not mentioned that once, and when he kills this kid, okay, I'm like, okay, what is his what is his end game? Like, like what is his? He, there has he always does stuff for a reason. He's not a savage, so yeah, I'm kind of really waiting. Honestly, honestly, I'm, I want to wait till the next episode to see like what what is it? What is he playing at? Because he's not some sort of like you know Hugo Strange penguin maniac. Like he is, he's a much different villain than we've seen before in the show. Unless this show just straight up. Just straight up has no idea what he's about. So like, they could have just simplified him for Gotham. Which is, yeah. Which is, honestly, it's, it's and like you know, I'm I'm such a stand of these characters. It's like either do them right or not I at know. all. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I said to Don that I'm I'm not sure if the whole like purifying the earth is his plan in this show and like, um, because and, like, like, like like in in um the Under the Red Hood film, which a lot of people love, and I really like that too. I actually thought it was out of character for him to bring back Jason Todd because in the comics Talia did that. But like, so I'm not saying that like he would never kill a child, but at the same time, he would never kill a child for no reason. So it's like, so I'm waiting to know like why he did that rather than Hold just on. just be a prick. Hold on, and under the red hood, he did it because the child should not have died. He thought that Bruce would get there in time. Oh yeah, I so know. he was trying to fix his mistake. That's why he put the kid in the water. Detective. Which he says, detective, this episode, and it's directed towards Gordon. Oh, f- off with that! Well, <laughs> technically, <laughs> he is Detective Gordon. I don't care. Yeah. It's what was Coffee's talking about. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, as for your whole, I don't know what Rache is doing. So far, what I've put together is he has a destiny to fulfill because he was put in the water, and then he needs the knife to fulfill it. Um, and he's done a, l- and he had that whole speech about having like they had that whole paper or he did the speech no he did the speech to um gordon about there being a man who lived a long time and did a lot of terrible things so i don't think like he really cares much for anything and he's also it looks like he's trying to train bruce still because bruce is vital to the success of whatever it is he's going to be doing in the future that's where the breadcrumbs are leading me i don't know what his end game is because they're vague about that but i think they're just trying to do like a big reveal thing unless they just announce it next episode and then like resolve it in the next episode after that but you know well consider this because consider him in the finale of, of season three where he had like the, the like the, the giant <laughs> off dracula cape and he had like the beard and like, bruce used the <laughs> waters like, like that's yeah. why i said that's why i said people clothes you know like <laughs> <laughs> not dracula clothes he was a, he's not a Dracula right now. He's a people. Well, well Danny O'Neill did say that in creating him, he doesn't look like the Joker, but at the same time, he doesn't look like a normal person, like the way he dresses. But like, but like, he was he was like, at least on surface level, like pretty racial ghoulie in um, the last season finale. 
And in this one, he's like running around, you know, swapping spit with 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 uh, Barbara Keen. Like, he, he has no henchmen. He has no like backup. He has no Ubu. Like he's very much getting his no henchmen. Well, what do you call Dog Guy and his trainer? I don't know mutants. Like dead. I don't know what the hell that was about. You call them dead. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Gordon calls them Mario, and you know what Gordon does to Mario. <laughs> here, Mario, here, boy, out the window. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm mad or pissed yet. I'm just saying, so far, it's been a very like different race okay. than the one we're used to, and I'm yeah. waiting for them to justify that. And they, because this has got them, I will probably be pissed off. But I'm giving them, them at least one more <laughs> chance. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. You're giving them chances. If you're if you're gonna get pissed, I I'm just sitting here and I'm like pretty much flowing. And it's like if they do, me off well. at this point. Other than more than him swapping spit with Barbara Queen, Barbara Keen version. <laughs> version. I liked I, I liked him this episode. Um, him killing a kid that is horrifying, but like. I don't feel like it's it's not like Ray Shalgul was ever like oh we must protect children at all costs or yeah. something and I, I read a graphic novel from like the late eighties early nineties recently where like he does almost kill Tim Drake um, uh, Bride of the Demon I think that one was yeah 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 because he's Bride married of the Demon yeah to like a Hollywood star <laughs> that was really weird <laughs> that's <laughs> he's a really making out with Barbara Keene it's not as weird. <laughs> Which th- th- that made me think of this story because I was like, how many times have I seen like Raish like hook up with a woman? And that was like the only story that immediately came to mind. Um, but and him being like dragged off in handcuffs is a weird sight because like it's <laughs> you don't really see that that much in the old like books. Because usually Batman would like punch him, he'd get knocked down, he'd be like, I'm going to take him to the authorities. But like you wouldn't see him like holding the jail bars, like you know. Joker well, uh, and, like, in Ghoul, like like he Batman tricks him into like getting to Arkham Asylum. I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a weird, it is a weird sight, but it's there cool, is like cool precedence, and there is kind of like a Heath Ledger Joker thing where he's smiling like, "Aha, I am right where I want to be." Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. There, there's a lot of that in that. I, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I know that I know that like you guys, uh, especially Josh, are, are, you know, is much more like, "Well, let's see how God stuff." It might be funny. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, 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 it might be. I mean, but it's just like. This is why I didn't want him on the show in the first place because I knew that they were just like you know juke him and like you know oh well we have racial goal but it's not really because you know we can't do this it's it's like you know kind of like shit off get off the pot I know I'm swearing a lot but like it's yeah. racial ghoul like 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 he's too good for the show so don't make him not that <laughs> it's not but you know that. What? I feel like he would have been better like two or three seasons down when they could have done like a bigger more worldwide plot. Honestly, if Bruce was older, it would be a lot more justifiable. Like, like I don't see him being interested in like a sixteen-year-old Bruce Wayne. And as for what he gains by killing the kid, I think it messes with Bruce's moral yeah. center, and it drives Bruce closer to the dark side, which is what mm-hmm. he ultimately wants. So, you yeah, know, he said I, you're I, learning before he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I think he was more than happy to do that, but like, who? It, it is hard to like not hate someone who just like slit a child's throat. Um, so. Unless you're, sick in, unless you're well, sick, unless you're sick. I was say before we move on to Bruce, because uh, we were going to get the meat of it. But like, I think Gotham as a show is a it's a very violent show, and I think like it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a, it's a show where, where the violence is is very ill considered. Like they will do a lot of horrible things with very little like 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 resonance. Like it doesn't mean anything that a child's throat was slit or you know someone was fell in a piranha tank last season or all the time stuff. Like this is these are this is this is. I mean, it has a viewer discretion of eyes often for a reason, but it it's so frequent that it's it's like violence for violence' sake. 
Um, I don't know. I kind of resent it. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of resent it because of that. Oh, no, 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 too. I did uh, talk to the actor at New York Comic Con uh, last weekend, <laughs> and uh, he was just so delightful. Like, he's he's like such the opposite of his character. He he's like very happy and jovial, and he like. Um, I showed him the picture of um, <laughs> I showed him the picture of uh, of him and Ben from the press table last year. He's like, "Oh yeah, how is he doing?" And then like, how's his like, throat? Record... Yeah, how's his throat? <laughs> Can I have? Is it supple for my knife? <laughs> God. Hey, he he recorded a little like video message for Ben, which um, where it's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, like I hope you're enjoying Gotham this season. And then like afterwards, he's like. Hey, so did I scare him too badly at the press table that one time? Did I traumatize him? Was he okay afterwards? Like, so <laughs> he's such a nice guy. <laughs> oh yes, that was you. Yeah, I do remember it at Comic Con last time. Did he enjoy himself that day? He, he enjoyed himself. Yeah, the video's on if you want to say hi to Ben. Hi Ben, how you doing? Good to see you. I know, I know you can't see me right now, but you can wherever you are today, which isn't today. Pick that up. Good, good. I hope I didn't traumatize him. And then he slits your throat. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy who, who plays like the most violent racial ghoul ever. <laughs> Is this going to be like the new thing where like Gordon kills Mario's and like Rach like slits the throat of like, the any, Rach, like, like any child? Rach like snapped a kindly old man's like, like, head. Well, I can't uh, wait till Ben sees that episode. <laughs> oh, he he he, he saw it. Um, you might remember me from Comic-Con. So, how are you enjoying Gotham? It's pretty good. Honestly, I'm just wondering why Bruce is a killer. So, uh, that's what I said. Uh, Donovan and Jan, they were saying, oh, Bruce felt bad about it. Uh, so do you feel like Bruce is responsible for his friend's death? Uh, okay, so he's, like, kind of responsible and kind of not. Yes, he could have stopped it, but he... Needed to keep that safe because only heaven knows how many people would die if he didn't give it. If he did give it to Rachel, but it's just a knife. I mean, and I don't even think Roz needs it. He already had another knife in his hand that he was, you know, using on his friend's throat. It has magical powers, and this is going to become even weirder than Smallville ever could be. Uh, so, by the way, what kind of a shirt are you wearing right now? Uh, Batman one. What? How's the collar on the shirt? What? How's the collar on the shirt? It's just a t-shirt. So, like, but how much of your neck is the collar covering? Um, none of it. Okay, because Donovan and Jam were concerned if you were protecting your neck. Why? Because it appears that <laughs> Rachel Ghoul is, like, after the neck <laughs> of boys, so... And after that moment... And man! I need, like, a ingrained exoskeleton for my neck. Yeah, so make sure that your neck is protected because he did tell you that he'd be hiding under your bed. And uh, when he reached out for you that one time, this hand got pretty close to your neck right there, so I don't know. Um, are, are, are you concerned? Are you worried? Are you are you taking precautions? Nope. Uh, what else did you think of the episode? Well, uh, basically, Bruce got the virus, and... His true self has signed out, and now you see the killer side of him. So you think that Bruce is a killer? Yep. <laughs> Give him a virus. It'll be killing my crazy, man. What did you think of the dog villain and how Gordon <laughs> defeated it? Honestly, I feel bad for him. I'm imagining, like, what types of 
hypnosis and everything would have to happen to make him like that. Uh, what are um, what are you most looking forward to this season? Honestly, an epic fight between Solomon Grundy, Catwoman, and Bruce Wayne, and Jim Gordon, if that might ever happen. If not, then um, I'm looking forward to see what happens with Bruce, if he will don a more body costume, maybe get a cape, because those are awesome. All right, well, anything else that you want to say to the people before you say goodbye? I guess that Bruce is a killer, and you should never trust him. All right, well... He is emotionally insane, and he's psychotic. Yep, I think that covers everything. All right, well... And I also be forgiven for his crimes. He didn't... He forgiven for his crimes? Yes! Yes! Are you just saying this to protect your neck? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, or, 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 is, or because you and him are best friends now. <laughs> we are best friends. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Ben from the League of Assassins. <laughs> so let's get uh, him uh, to the main show. You'll be expecting Talia to do it tomorrow. And now back to Arthur. Like, that, I mean, again, would he ever do this? Maybe, but like, you never see him do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's so, because um, he's supposed to be like more mysterious and have more of a powerful presence where he doesn't actually have to do those things manually. In this show, like you said, he doesn't have the whole huge entourage. He doesn't have like the League of Shadows because uh, the League of Shadows was basically – no, he did have the League of Shadows. They're all dead because Gordon <laughs> took the dead yeah, Gordon oh, became God. a samurai. Yeah, oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> he killed all the men. I hate that. <laughs> One thing I will say about them using him on the show, too, is that um, if you're going to have Ra's al Ghul on the show, don't, like, make him, like, a throwaway villain that, like, just can, like, get taken out in one punch. Like, I do feel like he's a credible threat in this show. Like, he's been a credible threat to Gordon and Bruce, and, like, at least it feels like the stakes are high. Like, he's not trying to, like, poison Gotham's reservoir or, like, something like that. Like, so this, is another, I, this is another problem that Gotham has. This is an inherent problem that Gotham cannot fix and can never fix because these villains are supposed to be so bad that only Batman can stop them and like they've, they've established that you know oh Gordon can save us from the Mad Hatter or he can save us from the Scarecrow or whatever you have the demon's freaking head there is no way that Ben McKenzie can outfight the demon's head or even Bruce Wayne like, like, like the, if, if Rachel Ghoul really he's, he's been he's 600 years old maybe even older he's had decades centuries of experience if he 600. wanted if he wanted to he could just Wipe them out. So, like, the, the, the idea that, like, he's in season four of this kind of show, it's, it's like Dark Side of Smallville. It's just, it's just not, you just don't buy it. Hold on. Um, I think they said he was, like, an ancient Sumerian person. He's, like, thousands of years old in this show. Oh, this uh, this show is older than because I think he's only 600 in the, in the, in the Well, the, 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 they showed um, a flashback uh, last week where it said, like, X amount of years ago, and that was, like, the first time he was in the pits. Mm, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I remember that it was like um, really old armor, and I feel like it was, I don't know if it was AD or, it was probably AD, I guess. I feel like it was AD. It was like so. Pretty old. And he he was in that book. Uh, So going from heavy discussion to light discussion, um, (laughs) Officer Harper, this episode, like, it's weird because Ben McKenzie said at Tribeca that the easiest character to write for was Harvey Bullock, yet like... Harvey Bullock was not in this episode, and like, yeah. instead, Officer Harper, like, just did all his stuff. 
Do you think it's because I think of it the, made more sense though. Do you think it's because Donald Logue wanted to spend time with his reclaimed daughter? I, I don't know what the timeline of the filming was, and I think it's just one of those things where like. Uh, I feel like some actors just like get a week off from the show every once in a while. So maybe this was Donald Logue's week off. Um, I love Gordon hanging up on her. Like, like, well, I forget what he told her to do. She's like, Gordon, I looked up. Or how do you spell that? Yeah. (laughs) Hang up. (laughs) I don't have the extra 10 seconds to tell you this. I got dogs to murder. Click. (laughs) Oh God. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the bounty hunter, the, the henchmen. Assassins. Oh Yeah. If no one else has anything to say about Officer Harper, absolutely. No, no, she's right because, like, because, like, those. Yeah, go ahead. Those ones are weirdos. Yeah. I mean, like the the only thing that Harper really gave us was um, support for. She was a support character. She was like. She said, "Ralph Gooley and I am forever grateful." Uh, Ralph Gooley, so I am forever grateful. She kind of had a Miss Peabody haircut too, which was weird. Like, like the last episode, she was like, she was like, you know, just as a cop. This episode, she's like. She has, like, you know, nice Hollywood clothes and, like, a Peabody haircut. It's like, oh, well, she's, like, this kind of cop. Like, it's supposed to be like, a Peabody cop. It's like, okay, whatever. Maybe she's a vice cop. You don't know. <laughs> what kind of vice involves that kind of haircut? Like, is it, like... The, the I'm considering dressing up as a homeless cop for Halloween. But, like, how, <laughs> how would you do that? <laughs> Just dress like Jim Gordon and fix your hair. Yeah, have a Jim Gordon bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I want something that visually says homeless cop, so I'm thinking of, like, you know... Wearing one of those like homeless beanies and like ben a McKenzie's cop uniform, SAG card. <laughs> and then, and then just like having a cardboard like you know paper saying like homeless cop need need a Mario to shoot or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's to it. move in with <laughs> <laughs> must be the daughter of a mob boss. Yeah, th- those villains were weird. They felt like season one villains, and the way that they were defeated was comical, but like. What was the, and they showed that clip of like the guy drinking out of the dog bowl at New York Comic Con with like Barbara and like Rach like oh it's about time you got here look at these people and I was like what and I was like oh maybe when I see the episode it'll make more sense yeah. and then I saw the actual <laughs> episode and I said what <laughs> oh, you're so positive like you have this beautiful positive mindset when you go into things like oh maybe it'll be better no. And every you didn't hear my time. dark days on Crawl Space. <laughs> Where like no, I gave, heard I gave a book an F because I didn't like the cover. What? I forgot about that. <laughs> Why did you turn into Donovan? <laughs> That's the most negative thing I ever did on a podcast ever. Was like I gave a book an F because I did not like the cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the one here who's like you know like like screw this show. It, it makes me cry every day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but um, I understood what they were trying to do. I guess uh, something different, something new and colorful, because they do like to have that camp on there, and they haven't had the camp on there for a while. Um, so I think he just wanted to try his uh, hand at a little comedy, and that was a weird ass visual. Like he's just leaning over, running on all fours, trying to attack things followed a bone out the window the actor the actor was great he did a great physical performance but it's just like <laughs> wtf man like <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guy looked like the what is it the hound from game of thrones <laughs> all right and they're like uh okay i guess you're supposed to be dog and how, the how, did, how did gordon finish him off 
Oh, did oh he pushed the bookcase on him or no he lit he survived that. How did he kill him, Josh? Didn't he stab him with like a dinosaur bone or something? I don't even. You know what? I was putting on makeup. I probably missed that. Honestly, that was like the. the, Honestly, I was so focused on like Gordon just like killed a guy by playing fetch, and then like yeah, I saw like let a kid die. So I was the the least focus I had on the scene was that like oh yeah, Gordon also killed like the dog's trainer. Yeah, that one didn't seem as because I remember he pushed him into the display, and then the next thing I saw was like uh, the dog guy flying out the window because he's like mesmerized by the femur. It was a it's a femur worth dying for. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> was it really? <laughs> I was like, "What's happening?" Because he stopped and he like he like did the thing. I was like, "Is this happening? Is this really happening? Why is this happening?" And then he threw it out the window. And can, can I ask? Him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, can I ask? Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand because like, in the scene with like Alfred and Gordon at the GCPD, and Alfred shows him like, like, like this box. Gordon takes it like, "You betrayed me, Alfred." Then like automatically knows where Bruce is. Yeah. Like, how did he know where they were? I, I'd, ha- I'd have to watch that again, honestly. Uh, why they were in the in the museum or the library? Yeah, th- at the very end. At the very end, though. Um, didn't he? Wait, were they in the library at the end? Was that like the, the foyer or something? The library was in the middle. Like I the... think they were in. I think that they were in the original museum where like the curator worked. I think because that was like a museum at the end. I think they were like. But they're, they're, they're going in, on a lot about you know days. we don't know where Bruce is, we don't know where Alex is, we don't know where they are. Then like. Gordon knows where they are, and they, they, they go to a new set that we've not seen before. That, that was not a... Yeah, a, that's what threw me off. Right. Okay, yeah, because there was a dinosaur display. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'd have to watch again, because, like, but it, it might have been explained, and I might have missed it, because I was too busy, like, laughing about, like, Ralph Ghoul and, like, other stuff. Yeah, it was like, there was just so much in this episode um, that was, like, delightful and infuriating. <laughs> are we going to Gotham episode? <laughs> Yeah, this is a basic Gotham, like, the usual Gotham episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I couldn't, I didn't know how they got there either, because they just showed up. He was like, stop! And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so, Bruce Wayne. Uh, All right, let's do this. I want to talk about... <laughs> I'm still working out my feelings for this. I think that this was a good episode. I think this was a well-done episode. But this is a phrase that I borrowed from John Wilson, because sometimes John Wilson will say, if I was in the room when this was being planned, I would not have done – I would not have suggested this. So, like, I guess that's the case here where, like, I'm not mad at the episode, but if I was in the room when this was being planned, I don't know if I would have Bruce be responsible for a child's death, which I'm sorry – he was not only responsible for the child's death, the grandfather to a lesser degree, that was like a little more indirect. But like, first of all, like, you know that like everyone's after this knife. Don't endanger these people and whatever, you know, Bruce didn't snap the guy's neck, but he was told, give the knife or the boy's throat will be slit. And Gordon, you know, being the voice of reason, because Ben McKenzie wrote this, he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) 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 You should give the knife. And Bruce is like, but it's so shiny and I love it. Okay, Bruce, if you don't hand the knife over, that kid will no longer be alive. He will be dead. And Bruce is basically like, he doesn't say I'm cool with it, but he acknowledges that like, 
he understands the consequences and he's not going to hand the knife over. I think you're pointing up I think you're pointing out this fictional glee from Bruce because he, he was like kind of like fretting, but he says, I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. He wasn't like looking at his fingernails. It, it, it wasn't glee, but it was like he acknowledged that like he, he understood, understood he, he, what, yeah, he understood the consequences. He he understood what the consequence was and he like and and I know he's not Batman yet. And if he was yeah. Batman, you know, he would be able to like fake it or figure something do out or figure out a way something. To... <laughs> right. He would he he would like do a false knife or he would like give the knife to Roz but then like, you know, like Robin would be waiting outside the door like, you know, or, or the he knife would have taken would... pictures of the knife and just given the pictures to them. What? <laughs> like uh, like uh, like like Detective Comics thirty eight. It's like no, Robin, it's not the picture. We have the the evidence. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, because like... if you take a picture of, they could have just taken the picture of the symbols on the knife and then given the pictures to the guy instead of the actual knife. But I think Roz want race wanted the actual knife. Oh, exactly. oh, you mean at the beginning to to the museum yes. guy? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, I'll just leave this here with you overnight. I thought you were suggesting that, like, that like, <laughs> when Race is saying hand over the knife, Bruce, that Bruce would hand him like eight by ten photographs, and Race would like be fooled because he doesn't know the difference between a photograph and a. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> World's greatest effective. World's greatest detective. Bruce, that's not a knife. Those are I know, Gordon. Play along. Oh, yeah. Just take small together. That's a knife, Bruce, for sure. Thank you, detective. You have done well. <laughs> now let me <laughs> I'm just like picturing Race comes into like Barbara King's like house, got like a shitting grin on his face, and Barbara's like, "What are you so happy about?" He's like, "I retrieved the knife. Those are photographs, dummy." Barbara, I, you fool. When you've been around as long as I have, you know the difference between a photograph and a knife. Yes, and those are photographs, not a knife. It's. <laughs> on fire, and he's like, "No, I've been deceived." <laughs> this happens to me every time. <laughs> My wife's gonna kill me. Well, you didn't say anything about a wife. <laughs> I hope Mr. Ben can swim. Awesome. I have no idea what's happening when I'm laughing. Anyway, <laughs> turning into Robin Robert. Um, but 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 but, but yeah. actually, grounding this 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 the conversation back to where you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, about him, like, killing... Yeah, Josh, did you have anything else to add before we can open it? Oh, just, just, just that I'm horrified that Bruce did... Now, that being said, I think that if you're going to have Bruce do this, I think that the show had him be the appropriate amount of, like, guilt and, like... Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, at least the show gave the moment weight. And I do hope that, like, unlike other stuff, like that mob guy that Gordon killed at the beginning of season two... um, that like this isn't forgotten about, or like or like Gallup. Well, I mean, like, in the next episode, like it directly leads into Bruce's uh, actions that, that they show in the promo. Well, I hope that Bruce yeah. does like continue to feel guilty about. I I thought that the moment was written well. I thought that David acted it well. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of like this being in Bruce Wayne's history. That like he made uh, yes, Ray slit the kid's throat, but Bruce 
made the decision to let that happen. And uh, that's... Okay. <sighs> I, I, I'm having a hard time with that. Okay, now, um, I'm going to go like... like, like this. I, I thought of a couple of things when I saw this. I thought about... Because Stella on her, on her show back at her Oakland a couple months ago, she reviewed that like 1997 Batgirl one shot where like it, it was like a it was like a flashback story where like Batgirl was really early, early into her career and she was like in a room fighting a bunch of guys and the guy was about to shoot an innocent person and she slammed the guy's head with like a, a fire poker and accidentally killed him <clears throat> and Stella was having a hard time because like even though it was an accident like it put blood on Barbara Gordon's hands. And I also thought of, like, Man of Steel, where, like, at the end, in the rather contrived uh, scenario, like, like Superman snaps yeah. Sod's, Sod's neck. And it's like, um, I don't... Here's the thing. On the face of it, I don't really object to it. Now, you know, you know me, like, you know, like, like screw, ben, screw Ben Affleck, and you know, like, I, I like Batman who doesn't kill, but, like, I honestly think that because Bruce is still learning, and he's very clearly, like, you know, not Batman yet, he's a teenager... And he was trying to do the right thing. Like I, I know that yeah. you're, you're really bigging up, you know, like like he let this kid die, but he was trying to do like like the great good. Um, like so, I don't have a problem with because I, I don't feel like his character is ruined. I just think that like you know it, he made a mistake that he he will learn not to do later on. I mm. I think that um, I think that it it, it was kind of it was kind of contrived because like. It, it, I, I don't really see like like the episode leading up to that moment. Um, I have a bigger problem with, and I'm not trying to be funny. I have a bigger problem with, with with you know, police detective Gordon, you know the cop who has the gun, and I've I, I've gone over this with Josh. Um, ser- yeah. Ser- like real talk, seriously, if a guy has a knife to an innocent person's throat, and you're a cop and you have a gun, and you say drop that knife or I'll shoot. It is within your legal duty to prevent the loss of life by shooting that person. So he kill he kills the kid, and Gordon still says, "Drop the knife." That's not that's just not how real life works. Gotham writers, Ben McKenzie, um, and I know it's, I know Gordon it's showing <laughs> restraints. <laughs> but, 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 but but like like it just it just doesn't watch like honestly like like and honestly like you know Gordon could have said like, Bruce give me the knife. I can't you know it's important. Bruce, Gordon said. Bruce, I'm telling you, as a cop, as he points the gun to Bruce, give me the knife. Because Gordon's acting as though Bruce has the upper hand in this, and he doesn't. Yeah. But, um, but what's he going to do? Shoot Bruce? No, but like, but like, he should just pull Rex and, and, and shoot Bruce. take the freaking knife from him. Like, what's Bruce going to do? Run away? Like, like, so I, I felt like Gordon um, reneged a lot of his like moral uh, moral authority as a policeman. Um, I <laughs> moral like, authority with Gordon. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's, where it's like I think the scene could have been like like Man of Steel. The scene could have been written a lot more believably, but I think at the end of the day, I understand where it's coming from, and I don't resent it because because they're trying to develop Bruce's character, and it's a really yeah. harsh way of going about it. But but I understand what they're trying to go for. But I think that like it was still kind of contrived, and it, it, it a lot of a lot of it depends on what what happens next episode. Yeah. Um, and I, what does Jan think about it? I was just going to say that um, from what I've read of Batman, he takes a lot of the weight of a lot of things. Um, I feel like even if he gave the knife over to uh, Gordon, he still would have felt responsible because he didn't give the guy photos. He gave him the actual knife at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> photos are now part of the conversation. <laughs> Forever, because <laughs> it would have been the smarter thing to do. You've got money; you can afford <laughs> or a Or have the guy go to Wayne Manor. 
Exactly. <clears throat> where you can watch it. But no, we're just gonna... I'll leave it... You have to leave it with here overnight. I was all like, are you <laughs> stupid? <laughs> like it's a car getting like a new engine. Like... Exactly. <laughs> I was then... like, you don't... Uh... You can't just copy down the symbols in a couple of minutes and then give them back to him or something. At this point, I'm wondering: is that Ben McKenzie's fall as a writer, or is it like was it dictated that like this should happen? Was this was this an outline that he was working off of? And I don't know. I think he was just trying to build up to that end where um, Bruce feels guilty and has to live with the weight of his decision, and then it also shapes him as a character. I think that's what he was trying to build up to. But I feel I I do agree that it could have been done in a different way because he made a lot of mistakes. In- <sighs> okay. I love Alfred. Thank you. <laughs> I love him so much, but there are, and sometimes he'll come in and he'll give some good advice. He should have came in and said, he should have said something like, uh, yeah, we'll just take some pictures over there. We don't have to take the knife. We'll keep it on us. Well, I think at the beginning he said, you know, are you certain, Master Bruce? And, and, like, and like Bruce basically like, you know, said, like, you know, I want to find out what it is. Okay, end of conversation. He, he didn't say this, this is a dumb idea. Yeah, but he could have said, like, I don't think we should actually leave it here. We can just take pictures or something or take, take like, a, a piece of paper, spread it on there and use some pencil and get the the symbols on there. <laughs> something. Worked for Indiana Jones. I think Jones. I texted Don during that scene saying that, like, Bruce and Alfred were, like, doing exposition. Like, are you sure we should be at this museum doing this thing? As if, like, as if they didn't talk about that on the car ride over. You know? Yeah, that's, that's Hollywood. That, that's, like, like, why are they there? If, as though it weren't obvious. Well, here yeah. we are at the uh, whatever it was on Simpsons. <laughs> Everywhere. What an, what an odd thing to say. Um, my thing with Don was like, I, I don't see what Gordon would have had to have gained by shooting Rache at that point. Cause it His wasn't goddamn job! Time. He's a f- homeless cop! Like, what do you mean? He's not gambling poker here? Like, it's his job to shoot do, somebody. Do, do, you, do, you, do you shoot somebody, like, when there's nothing to gain by it? I, 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 I'm asking honestly. Are you serious? Josh, he's a cop. Nothing... Like, 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 it's not about gaining anything. It's about protecting the innocent. Like, like, and that's not... But com- there's no one to protect at that point. The kid's dead. No, no, what no, I'm you, saying... No, you supposed to shoot him before he, he was threatening yeah, he, the child. He, he had a knife to his yeah, head. He could have shot him was, in the would, face. Yes, Gordon wasn't looking at the ladybugs. He was keeping his eyes, his, his gun trained on Raish. When Raish's shoulder flinches as, as he's thrusting the knife, Gordon should have shot. I, I know, but because Gotham doesn't know how reality works, like, you know, he slipped the kid's knife, and then Gordon's like, drop the knife still. Like, that is, no, no cop in the world would do that. No, someone would have been shot in the head. I do love when um, Bruce, like, teleports into, like, uh, Barbara Keene's house when Gordon's, like, interrogating her. <laughs> How'd you get in here? I walked through the door. I'm looking at the notes that I sent Don when I was like, um, <laughs> when I was watching this, and the first thing I says is, I need to keep on reminding myself that Gordon wrote this. Bruce's brilliant idea is blowing up in his face. WTF? Bruce just got a civilian killed with carelessness. This is when Grandpa dies. Okay, Ben definitely wrote this. Harper and Gordon flirt right away. Case of the Chemical Syndicate. What? Bruce wants to come. Uh, she was like, oh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on you. And he's like, oh, you can keep an eye. Something like that. <laughs> wow. Case of the, case of the I... Chemical Syndicate. Bruce wants to come along for the police. Go ahead, Jan. No, I was like, I completely missed that. I did too. Uh, half man, half dog. Yeah, Gordon wrote this. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Bruce teleports into Gordon's place te- interrogating Alfred. Gordon hangs up on Harper mid-sentence. 
ha 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 alfred stops Roz and gordon from kissing because yeah they were having like a smallville moment there where they were their faces were like dramatically close to each other can you show me the knife to make sure that it's safe it's in my can pants you, can, can you show me you showing me the knife to make sure that it's safe oh i think we know where the knife is i think we do are you as turned on as i am even more so uh <laughs> Then he what? takes a wine glass out of his hand, throws it onto the ground, and throws him onto the couch to make out. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where the bloody hell's Gordon? What the bloody hell are you doing? You, you, you smell like my ex-fiance. Yeah, she was the last one I was with. <laughs> oh, man. God. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, Gordon No, no, his ex, ex-fiance. Yeah, yeah. Maybe two X's. <laughs> it's like three Gordon girls ago. Yeah, Gordon wrote this. You know, they're marking their territory, and Gordon comes out on top. There's a second rap. The dog man is effing <laughs> stupid. Gordon kills two people in one minute. Yeah, Ben wrote this episode. Then this is when the kid dies. I said, WTF, 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 Bruce, dot, 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 WTF, that ending. Oh, wait, seven minutes left. But Bruce. <laughs> But Bruce, why Bruce? Interesting Nigma confrontation. Ha 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 ha. That was probably the like same pose line. Homeless cop action is his reward. <laughs> the <laughs> the end. Okay, we are going to have a lot to say about Bruce this week. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote the end. Uh, but but let's let's kind of like you know like see where we're standing on this one. Like, like like Jan, do you do you mind? having this in like Bruce Wayne's personal history that like you know he let a kid die cuz he like messed up Personally uh no if we could have avoided it then yes but Gotham so no um <laughs> and like um I think Josh said it. He was very, uh he acted it out very well and the reaction to it and the weight of it and like um uh, one of the things I do like when they do Bruce um, is when something happens to him, it sticks usually. Yeah, Josh. Like, is, uh, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, what were you saying? Well, Josh, Josh is playing playing up the th- like like the idea that Bruce like didn't care when like that's not the show. <laughs> I didn't say he didn't care. I said that like, in fact, I said that like he obviously felt guilty about it later. What I said was Bruce acknowledged what the consequences were. Like he had a full understanding of what his actions were going to do, and he did them anyway. But, like, but it, wasn't, it wasn't being a rebellious jerk. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't like he said, "I didn't think that Raish would actually do it." I thought he was bluffing. Like Gordon was saying, "Okay, give him the knife now, or this kid's going to die." And Bruce is, "I'm good." Okay, no, 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 no. That, that, that is more blase. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 When you say like you know he, like like he was fine. With <laughs> I just it, can't like... turn off my parody voice. <laughs> well, but, but like, yeah, like, like Bruce, because like I feel that like Bruce was like panicking, like, but he was like he was sticking to his guns, but like he was like very much like I really don't, I really don't want to be here right now. I'm, 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 it's like a devil's choice. Yeah, he was trying to think of the greater good because he knew like this one guy. It was one of those uh, one versus the many decisions mm-hmm. because he could sa- he could save this child now, like his this guy who's like his age, like that's what like this someone his age very close to him and they were like becoming friends he could, this was like a hard choice that he had to make he could save that child or um and hand the uh, knife over and possibly t- 
have this guy fulfill something. Like, he had to think of all the stuff he's had to go through. I mean, he had to go through the stupid Court of Owls thing with the shaman. Yeah, all those flashback needles. Yeah, and then also um, the whole Tetch virus being unleashed all over Gotham. He had to live through that, too. So he had to live through, like, a lot of stuff. So it's like this one guy or, like, I don't know what's going to happen. So he was uh, he was trying to make the best decision that he could, and he knew he just all he knew for certain was that he couldn't give the knife over. And I will agree with Don. <laughs> Gordon was so worthless in that scene. Why was he there? <laughs> you had a gun to be the voice of reason because Ben McKenzie wrote it. I, I I I don't I don't care what anybody says. It's like like it's like like, like a cop has a gun to the guys like drop the knife or I'll shoot. Since kids drop drop the knife or I'll shoot. That's not. He had like a clear shot because like the entire top half of his body was. Yeah, because because Sadiq's face, Sadiq's like like like, like grinning face was like, eh. like I see you. <laughs> yeah, because the kid was like so short. Oh, did we we didn't see any of uh, Selena in this episode, did we? No. No, we didn't. Um, no, none of her. It's the only siren that we saw. <laughs> none, none, none of that one. I actually really like how um, they're using the the actors in this season I mean they're not like trying to overload them and like we need to have this person in every episode for like no reason and every time they show up it feels like there's a purpose for them like even Victor came in for like two seconds but he needed to be there freeze yeah uh, <laughs> well I mean I didn't like I didn't really like, like, like that but at least yeah it wasn't like you know uh, a freeze and also episode. I just felt the need to say that he looked really cool his <laughs> suit looks great I just, it's just just it, it's like the principle of the thing you see. <laughs> that was the demon's head. Next week's episode is called the Blade's Path. Yes, uh, in this episode, Nigma comes face to face with Butch Gildine, but he is not who he used to be. In an attempt to regain power and identity, Nigma decides to put his former partner's skills to the test. Meanwhile, Sophia Falcone takes action to protect her own life by appealing to P- Penguin's vulnerable side. With the power of the dagger in his possession, <laughs> Bruce surprises those around him with his bold actions in the all-new A Dark Knight, The Blade's Path episode of Gotham, airing Thursday, October 19th. Uh, guest cast, Kelsey Griffin as Detective Harper and Marina Benedict as Cherry. Cherry, hmm. Cherry I guess, has something to do with this underground fight club that we're going to be seeing, which... Uh, uh, um, I, do you want me to say who's going to be in the Fight Club? Is it Gordon? Does he live in the the <laughs> broom like closet? The o- just, just like the OCJs. <laughs> um, Does he live in the broom closet? The, 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 there's a character who we've not seen this season yet that will uh, apparently be like a resident at the Fight Club oh, society. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Bane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It's it, it's Gordon's psychopath ex-fiance. You need to be more specific. The promo. Um, we see a little Solomon Grundy born on a Monday at the end of that promo, Yay! so that's cool. <laughs> we see like a uh, uh, racial ghoul in his like um, Javier Bardem from from Skyfall Jail. Is that where you go? I go to um, uh, Sounds of the Lambs or Hannibal. Uh, yeah, those work too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess they take child killing really seriously in Gotham. <laughs> As opposed to all the other murderous crimes that like Ben McKenzie did himself. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, when Ben McKenzie was in Blackade, he wasn't in a cell like that. Because did he go to Blackade in season two? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Gotham prison. 
Yeah, he basically Ozzed it up that he had like a bunk partner and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he watched he watched Christopher Malone urinate. <laughs> right out of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, what did I wanna say? But yeah, uh I a little well, I can understand why they're going after this again, but I'm still a little confused because didn't we address the I'm not going to kill anybody thing already? Yeah, and they, did it. they already had you know him wanting to kill Rach because of what happened to Alfred. So it's like, is it something that we need to see exactly? So I don't know. yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah. I, I really don't have too much else to say about the promo. I am looking forward to seeing Solomon Butch again. And uh, yes, it is, my it love. Is, it is interesting how like this season we're waiting a long time before like getting back to all the characters. Um, so. But until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. This is Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle Podcast. City of love, city of peace, peace for every one of us. Every one of us. I miss this song so much. I do too. I've I've loved it since before this podcast because it was so ironic. Yeah, but but the the absolute worst was like Bullock for like three episodes in a row, like asking Jim if he and Lee were a couple. It was like stop asking. He's like, rumor has it you and the doc were making out in the locker room. Who's talking uh, about Gordon's love life in the, in the locker room? <laughs> Anyone who accidentally walked into the locker room was like... Yeah, you don't accidentally walk into a locker room. It's open access. If you're if you're a man, and, you know, and depending on what you identify as in different states because of the North Carolina laws, whatever, but, like, it's oh, not God. like... <laughs> it's not like the locker room was like closed off to the rest of the world. Like, yeah, if I walked into a locker room at work and a guy was like making out with a girl in there, that's gonna be the office gossip. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, Miss Kringle and like you know, and and Detective Flask and like her other boyfriend were like all whispering about that. Like, Gordon was totally banging a girl in the locker room, and I think he's living there too. <laughs> Gordon has a history of just like just having the grossest sex. Barbara Keen walked into that locker room too. Now that I think about it, like does Gotham <laughs> GCBD has like not only no security, but like apparently like girls can go into the men's locker room anytime they want. It's like Canada; they, they don't they don't lock their doors. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Canada neighbor. sounds like a nice place. And then like a week <laughs> later, Bullock's like, "So you and Doc Caliente, eh?" And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And then, like, the week after that, he's like, so, you traded the purse for the... N- I remember that. The purse for the nurse. That was a dumb line. <laughs> the what? For the who? <laughs> Whoever wrote that but got fired. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the main writer of, of uh, Alan Montoya. It, it was... <sighs> All right. Well, that was that was fun. My favorite part of the episode was the whole photograph discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we are insane. <laughs>
<laughs> when you were explaining it, I was like, this man's brain is like the funniest thing well, I've ever it was encountered. Just, it was just the way that like you said it, where it was like, yeah, he could have just, because we're talking about Raish. Like, he could have done this to Raish. He could have done this. And then you said, yeah, or he could have just given him a photograph. And I'm thinking you're talking about Raish. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because there was like no, uh, I, my mind like, but if he didn't have a photograph at the beginning, but but I, just, like, <laughs> I just love the runaway train of that where like race like goes back to like barbara keen like <laughs> all accomplished like i got the knife and he doesn't know it's a photograph and barbara has to tell him he sets it on fire or like better yet like barbara and tabitha and like selena they're all like let's not tell him that that's just a picture and he like tries to stab people with it and he's <laughs> and he's like good lord this man's skin is indestructible the knife <laughs> it, it crumbles it, it crumbles on his skin <laughs> I've never met a man whose skin is like this. Like <laughs> he has like Selena and like Tabitha like like guard the knife at all times and like they have to like march back and forth like the OEO EOO like guards from Wizard of Oz like <laughs> and it's like Selena's like I wanted a seat at the table but I didn't realize that the table was effing stupid <laughs> and Tabitha's <laughs> like you wanted us to work with Barbara Keene this is yep. <laughs> we're gonna guard this freaking photograph <laughs> and then Ivy shows up like <laughs> <laughs> because she's eating all those chemicals. Let, 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 let's just write oh, yeah. the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen her in like a month. <laughs> I actually wonder what would happen if the whole bad family got poisoned with the catch virus. It would be a comic book written by Frank Miller. <laughs> and else Wolves. Because every single superhero would die. Because Frank Miller wrote a comic where Batman was a jerk and he made Dick Grayson eat, rat, eat rats when he, like, adopted him. He made, he made him, like, sleep in the back cave and eat, and eat raw rats. What? And sleep on, like, the cave floor, yeah. And what happened to Tim in that? Uh, there was no Tim in that. We have, like, six seasons for him to get a cave, depending on how long the show goes. And then maybe, in, and then four seasons later, he'll get the years. Oh no, that would be like season ten when he gets a cave, and then season fourteen. If it, if this lasts a season ten, that would be amazing. Cause then we will finally beat Smallville. Uh, well, Smallville went ten seasons. If this goes to season eleven, then it will beat Smallville. I know. If it like, if it just, I bet it will just like to like get like ten seasons and one episode infinitely. It's like, oh yeah, Smallville, get back. 